This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, Vikings Vent Line, it's a Father's Day edition. Happy Father's Day, happy Dad's Day to all those out there on Vikings Vent Line on Purple Daily. Declan Goff here to take you through another edition of Vikings Vent Line. Got my guys Brad and Austin here to talk the Purple, talk some offseason, talk some upcoming expectations as well. Uh, of course, Vikings Vent Line is your show, the Vikings fans show. Hit me up if you want to come on a future episode. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. I see a plenty of repeat people wanting to come in. I see other emails. I stockpile all of them, so don't worry. I do see them. I will hopefully get to you. Uh, and of course, if you want to come on Vikings Vent Line during the regular season, which Mackie, Judd, and myself, we're like less than three months away from NFL football again already. We're like halfway through the NFL offseason. So if you uh, want to come in on a future episode, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Of course, Vikings Ventline powered by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. As you get closer and closer to football season, go grab yourself a TCL TV, one of the best around. And again, thank you for everyone watching. Hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. You can go check out our interview with Kevin O'Connell, which is also on this channel. Uh, hit us up if you uh, have any feedback you want to hit as well, as well as Purple Daily on draft. There's plenty of great stuff here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, so we appreciate you guys helping this podcast become one of the most listened-to podcasts in all the NFL space. Thank you so much. And again, VikingsBetland at gmail.com if you want to come on an episode. All right, pleasantries aside, let's get my guys in here. Let's get Brad in here. Let's get Austin. Austin, you're a vet. Welcome back to Vikings Ventline, man. I mean, we were just talking off mic. Uh, we, you and I could do like a whole Ventline episode just on professional wrestling alone. I know <laughs> yeah. you. Have, I know you had your Kirk Cousins and your Viking stakes too. <laughs> yes. Uh, we won't subject our buddy Brad to all the wrestling talk in this episode. Uh, but uh, glad to have you back, man. Thanks for coming back on Vikings Ventline. Thank you. It's it's good to be back. It's you know with 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 how last season ended, which it's I just needed to get something off my chest and. Um, I just love what you guys do here on Purple Daily, and it's it. The Vikings aren't covered by just a, a lot of people unless some major news happens. And I'm I, I just like to have an overload on information, so I'm glad that you guys do this stuff every day. Appreciate you, man. And Brad, you're in. Uh, you were talking off mic too. You're in Sacktown. You're you're near Sacramento, I should say. You're in California, uh, and you have uh, been dragged into this Vikings fandom. I believe what in the late '90s because of Roger Craig. <laughs> yep, you got early, it. That's early exactly '90s. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, and sometimes root for the 49ers, maybe if you have to, but unless they're playing the Vikings, right, then you're then you're obviously rooting for the purple. Absolutely not. Only purple. I love it, man. Yep. Uh, we'll appreciate you guys coming on Vikings Vent Line. We'll uh, we'll bat this one around here. I'm curious, um, what are you guys most excited for about this upcoming Viking season? So last year was a 13-win campaign, and it ended a little early in the wild card weekend, but there was plenty to talk about, and there was a fun season. Well, 
I don't know if you can top the highs that were last year with just all the crazy comebacks. Uh, Austin, I'm going to kick it off to you here, man. What are you most excited for in this upcoming Vikings season? I'm definitely excited just to see how we respond, you know, with it, it getting eliminated in just such an anticlimactic way, but just starting the playoffs by the Giants in the wild card, wild card round just left a bad taste in my mouth. And I just, I just know from the team that we saw all season that that wasn't it, you know, because we hinged on that last drive, right? And that's what it all came down to. We've, we've been there before. We finally felt confident. Darn us, right? We finally felt confident because we've seen it a couple times that season. And then we just didn't have the magic. And then before you knew it, the season was over. So, you know, there, there's just uh, – I, I'm just willing to see how they respond. Uh, I know we got added some pieces onto the offense, especially with the tight end and uh, Addison being added. But I'm definitely excited to see in, how they come out and how they, you know, wash that taste out of our mouth. I, I would like to come out and see us maybe – I know you and Phil have mentioned it on the show, like last about last year during the Packers game. The Vikings have kind of been the last couple of years like a finesse team. They don't want to get, like, down and dirty. And, and what also just didn't didn't sit with me right was – during the heat of heat up, the Vikings had a, a shot at the number one spot in the in that that's that second meeting with Green Bay, and that was a huge game. And they started off early. Green Bay got under a skin. Jair Alexander was doing the gritty, and the Vikings did absolutely nothing to go back to that. I would like to see them get a little bit more aggressive, knowing their weapons and knowing what they can do on offense. I love it. Yeah, it was. Uh, th- there were some missed opportunities despite only losing four games. Right, the four yeah. losses felt massive. I mean, yeah. the Cowboys beating was just embarrassing. The Packers game had a lot going in line to your point of even having one seed at play, mm-hmm. and then of course the playoff loss too was just so deflating with that final play on the, on the hedge, like you said, on the check down to <laughs> Hawkinson. So just getting more aggressive. Obviously, you like to go out with more of a bang like that. You want to go down swinging. Yeah, uh, Brad, how about you though, man? You've seen a lot of Vikings teams in your day. What are you most excited for about this Vikings team? Well, like I was telling you, being from California, you know, we only really get the national media uh, take. So Purple Daily is so important to giving us, you know, the uh, what's going on in the local sports and a better spin on it. Because nationally, you know, it's always, oh, the Vikings are fraudulent. And I'm excited to see them prove the national media wrong. You know, that's one thing. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit petty. So I'm mostly excited to see us go into Lambeau Field and put a whooping on the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers. Uh, I always tell my friends that ask me about it, you know, I, I really only care if the Vikings win two games, both games against Green Bay. <laughs> Obviously, I would love to see them win more, but the ones at the end of the day are against the Packers. So, And I would like to say one thing. I listened to Kevin O'Connell's interview with you guys. Wow, what an incredible and impressive person. Yeah. Uh, I obviously have seen a lot of coaches, but at the end of the day, I am definitely the most confident in his ability to be genuine to his players and really rally his team to just dig deep and find that last extra yard that you really need to be successful. Yeah, he's a really good guy. I mean, um, I know a lot of fans are like, why don't you ask him about Kirk? Why don't you ask him about these rookies or Lewis Seen or any of this, you know, Justin Jefferson or Daniel Hunter's contract stuff. It's like, well, we only get so many opportunities, obviously, to interview Kevin O'Connell. And he obviously is aware of who we are, and he's gracious enough to make some time. So we had some fun with that interview. And, um, yeah, it just he's a lot more relatable guy, right? It seems He seems like a guy all three of us could go – grab a beer with at the bar, right? Like that's yep. kind of his personality. Now I'm sure behind the scenes and I've heard similar things. He's a football coach. You know, he's intense. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna be loud when he wants to, and he's gonna yell when he has to, but it's definitely a lot more quieter way. It's not as uh, embrace as intimidating as someone like Mike Zimmer 
or as someone like just that's just a stereotypical football coach. He seems like one of the guys, but clearly has a likability about him that I think is very rare, rare to find. Um, I, I love your point about the Packers. I got a brother-in-law who says the same thing. You know, I, as, as long as they're beating the Packers, everything else will figure out on the way, but beat, win the two games against Green yeah. Bay. And I feel a lot better than when we're in Minnesota and we see anyone in Packers gear and they got to sadly wear that home after the grocery store on work on Monday. It's always a, um, always a very, very good feeling. Uh, curious if you guys, do you think that this defense too, a little side street here, do you think this defense has done enough? Austin, when the hire of Flores, I know they got an influx too of, of some young players. Do you think that this defense is trending uh, back in the right direction for the first time in a very long time? Yeah, I really have a, a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of mixed opinions, but I have with, with this defense and obviously who was in charge of it, uh, uh, Dinosaur Donatel last year. A lot of people, and, and Judd even mentioned this on the Friday uh, on the Friday episode, a lot of people were just miscast, right? I feel like Harrison Smith still had some, and still has some juice left in him, and what he was best at under the defense that all he's known that he's been in in the year for a, in a decade in the league for a decade is being used as like an extra pseudo linebacker, being able to blitz, and all Daniil Hunter is known as being able to just take that edge. Those guys kind of got thrown into a new situation, and, uh, and and it seems like getting rid of Anthony Barr or getting rid of uh, Kendricks. It was it was re- really really necessary. So I'm interested to see what uh, Asamoah does coming up, and it's it's obviously with Lewis seen too, right? That that's such a it's such a big question mark. It doesn't seem like that's necessarily going the right way, but I like the I like the personnel as it is to the um, as it is to the coaching that we have. I'm willing to give that defense you know one more shot because they do have the players and they've gotten rid of a lot of age on defense too. So. We'll see uh, how feisty it is, and I really think it has been. It's been overstated that 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 change of culture on defense could really mean a lot, and I think that these players will be able to gravitate the way that Brian Flores does, as adjacent to what they did under Donatel. What about you, Brad? You you saw Mike Zimmer for a while. Um, you haven't seen you've seen a lot of good Vikings offenses, but mm-hmm. defense have kind of been up and down. They've had a lot of good personnel, of course, uh, during our, our lifetimes. But do you think Brian Flores can kind of tweak things enough to make this defense? look respectable again in 2023? You know, I, I was fortunate enough to play uh, football when John Randall was at the peak of, you know, of his abilities. So I've gotten to see a lot of really impressive and emotional type players that have had huge impacts on the team. Uh, I think Brian Flores will be a huge plus for us. I am, I think our offense has, has got to be top five in the league. So it's really like either they know more about their draft picks than we do and they know that the Osamoas and the booths and the scenes are going to be having some huge impacts, um, or they need to look at maybe getting a couple of guys before the season or during training camp, just in case to, you know, like the, kind of like they did last year with Zadarius Smith, having that extra person to kind of bring on their, uh, their wild and, and, uh, and aggressive side. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Obviously with Daniil, that stuff's a little bit up in the air. I'm, I'm going to assume that they're going to be able to hopefully work that out. But yeah, could they also bring in maybe one extra person here as you know, there's Ingrams are out there and there's other pass rushers that are certainly out there. A trade could certainly maybe even happen. Um, Maybe one extra, you know, piece and body in there to, to make that defense a little better to your point about the offense being top five. I mean, yeah, it basically has to, right. It's got all the pieces are in place. Kind of actually transitions to our, to our next point here. They got rid of Dalvin cook. They now have Alexander Madison as, as the starting running back and behind him, 
it could be anyone. Judd said it could be Kanan Wangwu. It, it could be Ty Chandler. It could be Dwayne McBride, the the running back, uh, the rookie that they drafted in the seventh round. Uh, Austin, do you feel that Alexander Madison can kind of be the workhorse? Can he be a starting running back, and can he handle all that load? Do you feel it's more of a committee? I guess, how do you kind of view the Vikings running game now post-Dalvin Cook? I think I like the idea of just going as a committee, and for as long as I've been a Vikings fan, it just seems like it's been, <clears throat> especially post-AP, when you've had Dalvin Cook and they tried to go after Toby Gerhardt at one point, like everything just seemed focused on running. That's not the way that the league is nowadays. Um, obviously, I, I, I don't know on the RB1 potential that Madison has. I think that he's always been a great change of pace back behind Dalvin Cook. It's a little something different. You don't know what to expect. Uh, it, it seems like sometimes where he's been able to get the start in lieu of Dalvin Cook not playing, He's been sort of 50-50. Uh, I think that he's a, a really good pass catcher and his speed could be valuable, but he doesn't, he, he's he he's not a Saquon. He's definitely not Nick Chubb, and he's definitely not Christian McCaffrey, but he could be up there with like, let's just say the Ramon Dre Stevensons, and obviously the jury's still out on him, but uh, it's, he doesn't, we, we don't necessarily have to have that true RB1, and that's great that other teams have that, but we just kind of got rid of that. It seems like our offense is going to require maybe just a lot of different shifting out of the backfield. And hopefully none of these guys take that personal because I would love to see Dwayne McBride a little bit more too. And uh, the mystery that is that the Ty Chandler, it's still yet to come about. So you could find your RB one in them, but just kind of let the, let them mess around in the backfield, all three of them and see who kind of, who kind of grabs the lead with that. Yeah. You've seen moments, right. From Mad- Madison, when cook has been injured where he has started and he's put up some really solid numbers. Um, but can he do it over the course of 16 games? I think is what we have to figure out here. Uh, it Brad, reminds much- me kind of, yeah. of that Seattle game, probably like uh, two years oh, yeah. ago, three years ago during COVID. And he came in and, and we had a chance to win that. And I think it was like fourth and inches. And yeah. all we had to do was just get one yard. And then we were stuck in that situation. The narrative was Dalvin cook would have been able to dive yeah. up the middle for that. So it, it, you, you, you Giving you take, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he missed a hole there on the right side. And he certainly lacks like the explosiveness that Dalvin had. He's a capable back. We'll see if he can uh, carry that forward too. Brad, do you, do you think that Alexander Madison is that starting type of running back that can carry a, a big load? Again, is it committee? I guess, how do you see the position shaking out? Well, I have recently added Ty Chandler to my fantasy league. So obviously Ooh. I have uh, some belief there, but I do think that Alexander Madison in the small, you know, limited sample size we've seen has been pretty impressive, you know, and uh, when you're in football, they tell you that if you can get four yards a carry that you have a high likelihood of winning the game. And I do think that Madison gives us the best opportunity uh, in the current stable to get you four yards. I think that what you guys have pointed out is one, he's very young. He has uh, not a lot of miles already, you know, as far as he's not had a bunch of carries. And at the end of the day, the continuing the continuation of the offensive line from last year is going to have a huge effect on his ability as well, because everybody's going to know what they're doing in Kevin O'Connell's scheme and know where to be. And hopefully for him, it'll be his best thing is following the right, you know, following Christian Darris all the way into the end zone, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like their line is the best. Do do you guys feel like this offensive line is as good as it's been in a long, I'm not saying it's, you know, Philadelphia or even San Francisco. um, But do you guys feel that this offensive line is finally in like, and it's in the right position where it's, where it hasn't been in years. You know, I feel like they just haven't had, a stable offensive line in like 10 plus years. And this is like the first season I can remember where it actually does feel pretty solid. Yeah. If they could continue to get the production out of Bradbury that we did last year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're still, there's still some shifting at that guard, but we have it nailed right now 
with uh, with the tackles and the left guard position. So everything should be – this is the best I've felt in a couple of years about the offensive line. That That's why that continuation, like you said, gives me a little bit of hope for this offense, and especially the people in charge of this offense like KOC going up all year. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah, Ed Ingram's kind of the wild card too, right? Like he was pretty pretty miserable mm-hmm. last season. If he can, if he <laughs> even just takes, if he just takes like a half step forward in development, you're like, okay, he allows even half the pressures. That'll be a, a step. And no there. more backing up from from Bradbury's part. How many times did he sit, did trip Kirk Cousins last year? Like we yeah, don't need also... we can just clean that up a little bit. But other than that, he was. I take a lot back of what I said of he just internally online about Bradbury. He, he had a good comeback year. It would I would just love to see that. Uh, I would love to see that consecutive seasons. Yeah, you, you, if you can get what you had from Bradbury and it just repl- and and just repeat it for like the length of his contract, you'll take that. I mean, the first three years were pretty were pretty bad and below average, but he was a solid starting center that wasn't yes. a train wreck last year. That's I think all you can ask for from from him basically going forward, and hopefully he can replicate it. Um, what are you guys your guys' thoughts on these last two draft classes? I mean, Lewis Seen seems he's still a little bit behind the eight ball. Whether that has to do with him just not developing, whether it has to do with that compound fracture. But even Jordan Addison obviously wasn't able to get out there, and he's hopefully going to be all good when time training camp rolls around here in about six weeks. I guess, Brad, when, when you look at this draft class and last year's draft class, are, are you looking for someone to step up? Do you have higher expectations for a few than others? I guess I'm curious how you kind of view the last two draft classes and if any of those players can make a significant impact on this year's team. I mean, they're definitely going to have an impact. Whether it's a good one or not, we're going to find out this year for sure. <laughs> I think that uh, I'm excited about Makai Blackman, but I think that uh, Jalen Naylor, and this is a hot take, but I think you guys have actually said this before, so it's not. Uh, Jordan Addison's going to be great, but I have a feeling that Jalen Naylor will be the stud this year. Because I feel like the, the, the rumblings about him were similar to K.J. Osborne when he went from just a special teams guy to starting to make a real impact on the field. And uh, every time I've seen Jalen Naylor have the ball, he's just looked fantastic. Uh, obviously, Asamoa, if he does what he did uh, in the limited time he saw the field last year uh, on 16 or 17 games, he's you know it's going to have a huge impact on the defense in a positive way. And Naylor came on there right in that, I know it was kind of a garbage game to end the season against the Bears. The Bears but he's yep. least, he's, you know, look, make the most of the opportunity. He definitely did that. Um, yes, he did. That wide receiver room in general looks very, very deep. Obviously, you have the best wide receiver probably in the NFL and JJ. And then afterwards, with KJ Osborne being a solid option, hopefully Jordan Addison can supplement things. Got TJ Hawkins. I mean, the offense has an abundance of weapons, to our point earlier. I mean, it, it probably will be and should be top five in 2023. Um, but can some of these rookies or second-year guys maybe step up that we weren't thinking of last year or just missed time or weren't able to be effective? Uh, Austin, how about you, man? Is there anyone from last year's class or even this year's draft class that you're looking to take uh, an immediate step forward in 2023? Well, the last two draft classes, I will go out on a limb and say I haven't been necessarily happy about. And they've also felt a little bit boring, too. Um, Especially you guys have been doing uh, the the lies from Surly. I was certainly hoping to see, like, a big, huge splash last year, this year. But it's kind of been paint by numbers. And as as you guys have even said, people, I I, I don't know who's holding – 
a quasi hostage and not to want to trade away all these all these draft picks. I feel like we've kind of talked ourselves into being excited about these dudes that may have a chance to play with Blackman. I, I really like uh, his ability. Um, but he, Lewis seen that that was by all metrics, a lot of the big football guys and Internet PFF college people love Lewis seen and probably thought that he was like the best by numbers defensive player on that championship team. So that kind of got us excited. Oh, he lit Kyle Pitts up in college. That's got us excited. And he can hardly see the field. And when he does, he unfortunately gets injured. And the same thing with Andrew Booth. That's a guy that we could have, you know, this guy that we snagged with that second pick that also could have waited. And as much as, as much as I've, I've been loving just the comfortableness and safeness with Kirk Cousins, you guys really talked me into thinking that we could possibly go after one of these number one, these top two draft picks in this year's draft. And there was a lot of steam around that to kind of make me, make me believe a little bit. And that's sort of been where I subscribe my, my train of thought. I still like Kirk Cousins uh, for this year, maybe possibly next year, but I am a little bit bummed out that we could have went and got, you know, our guy and we're sitting here talking about these reports, uh, our, our quarterback of possibly going and getting Trey Lance. I'm not necessarily sure that high on him. I would have, would have much rather taken one of the rookies or possibly go and trade for the, the Caleb Williams lottery for next year. But as it's been said, we don't have the ammo for that next year. And if any, if there was going to be any change for that, it should have been in this last draft. And that's what have been the splash that Quasi and that front office needed to kind of revert everything back. Instead, at least for me, it kind of made me still take a step back and say, what are these guys doing? Yeah, the you'd like to see someone from the rookie class step up, especially defensive backs like, you know, Brad said, Makai Blackman, who probably might even be a starter on week one. You know, does Lewis Cena end up showing more in training camp where he actually does put himself in the conversation? Andrew Booth, same thing. Can one of these guys, just process of elimination, uh, can one of these guys step up and make an immediate impact? And they're going to need it on that defense. I mean, it's pretty barren. And yeah. as much as Flores, I think, is going to be able to scheme things up and make things creative, uh, he's not on the field either. So he's going to be working with clay yeah. that is very, you know, un, unproven and he has to mold it a little bit more. So it's going to be interesting to, you know, do they move on from Kirk after this year? It's that, it's that fear of unknown. I don't know what they'll end up doing, um, but they're out, clearly going to ride this and run this back one more time. And then of course, after that, uh, figure out where they want to go at the most important position in football. Uh, fellas, before we wrap up here on Vikings event line, Brad, I'll go to you here. Any, uh, any last takes, any, uh, shout outs you'd love to give here on Vikings event line? Yes, I have a, uh, coworker who lives in Colorado. His name is John De Palma, and we actually hit it off and bonded over being very regular purple daily fans. Uh, oh, nice. So it nice. turns out that I was able to build some professional commonality through your podcast. So thank you. And I want to uh, wish my dad, Dale, a uh, happy Father's Day since uh, you know it is appropriate. And just thank my wife and son for being willing to dress up as Barney and, and wear their purple <laughs> as needed for family oh, yeah. photos and uh, on Sundays during the fall. So, uh, yeah, I've, I really appreciate being able to be here with you guys and the daily content. Uh, can't say good, enough good stuff about Purple Daily. Uh, it's just it really does feed the the news need because we don't get it out here with the, the national media. Appreciate, it. love that you uh, yeah. found a friend in the Purple Daily yeah. community. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, awesome. man. Yep. Love that, uh, Austin. How about you, man? Last takes any shout outs you want to give? Fire away, my friend. Yeah, I just appreciate you guys for what you do. Uh, I, you know, I work in radio too, and I, it's very 
it's hard to put out content day by day and you guys do it. So, so shout out to you guys. I found you guys a couple years ago when I was getting really excited for Vikings football and there's no vessel for that, like on ESPN or sports, they, they don't talk about it unless like Kirk Cousins is, you know, that's so when able to get the intricacies of what's going on in Vikings football and just to get some real non-homer purple shades is uh, something that I do appreciate and shout out to all the, all the dads out there. Uh, um, happy Father's Day. You can go find me on uh, uh, Twitter. I just actually changed my name to uh, ATM on air. And you can go find me on uh, um, Instagram as well. That's on air with Austin. And me, as Declan and I talked about it, I am a huge wrestling fan. I also host a wrestling podcast. Very basic. And it's very easy to find on iHeartRadio. It's the Baby Faces Pod. And you can go find us at the Baby Faces Podcast. I'm going to be in uh, Lexington tonight covering uh, WWE SmackDown. Hoping nice to get dude. some good stuff. So any any Vikings fans that are wrestling fans who would just love to go uh, shoot the S with me, then please follow me, and uh, I'd love to talk about it. Yeah, those are my two favorite things. That's why I like to uh, bring Austin back on here. So uh, go <laughs> hit up right. Austin if you want to talk. Uh, if you want to talk some Vikings, you want to talk some Roman Reigns, whatever it is, right. you can go hit him up and do so. Uh, this is Vikings Ventline. Appreciate everyone listening and watching. Hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. And again, if you want to come on a future episode, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Back at full strength on Monday.